Welcome to another episode of Job Tales, the podcast where you find dozens of interviews about your favorite jobs. Today is about the profession of a marketer. Stefan Lendi tells us about his experience in marketing, namely what it means to be a marketer, what it takes to become a marketing specialist, how marketing is a fast-evolving sector, and what opportunities the digital world presents to young people like you. Enjoy! Stefan Lendi, thank you for being with me at the podcast episode of Job Tales. I'm very happy because we have actually shared a few years together in a previous life at a company, and that's how we know each other. Now, I would like you to introduce yourself and tell me what you do in a nutshell, and then we can take it from there. Yeah, thank you, Laura. Thanks for having me, by the way. So oh, pleasure. <laughs> What do I do? Well, I'm a marketer, so I have quite a, a large experience of marketing. And today I'm advising small and, me, small and medium businesses, SMA, on marketing and strategy topics. I have also some cash flow businesses that I run. And I am also working part-time for the state uh, on marketing and governance of public transportation. Mm -hmm. So was this a passion of yours since the very beginning of your studies? Yeah, even before so, I would say. So, you know, I started quite early. Uh, marketing uh, was kind of a, a natural choice. As a child already, when I was around seven or eight, I was selling stuff with a friend to a, at a local neighborhood party <laughs> and understand there quickly how to attract people and close them. Okay. Later, I, I also honed my marketing skills on my little sister selling her toys I didn't play with anymore, <laughs> giving her... <laughs> You know, giving her a, actually a deadline before the price would increase. And, uh, and that worked pretty well until she couldn't afford it anymore. Well, <laughs> no. she, she, has, she has forgiven me since then. But during my studies, actually, I, I, was, I built a web portal, the first of its kind, called uh, Next Actuel. It was about uh, Western Switzerland tech scene, and I sold it to a media group after I graduated in 2001. So that was more than 20 years ago. Wow. And, uh, and that, then at this point, I, I wanted to experience multiple product categories, business models and distribution channels. Mm. And fast forward to now, I have uh, quite a large experience on multiple product categories and from consumer goods, luxury products, pharmaceuticals, software and hardware in B2C, B2B, and also in multiple distribution channels across different companies quite large ones like IBM, Nestle, uh, Danone, Nespresso, but also smaller scale-up companies like actually Greenmotion, which was acquired by Eaton, and also institutional since, I, as I said, I work for the state. So I have intentionally collected a, a myriad of experiences, which brings me uh, a, lot, a lot of perspective. And with all those uh, experiences, I also created a proprietary methodology out uh, of everything I learned called uh, psychomarketing. So what is psychomarketing to you? So psychomarketing is actually a methodology because I, 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 with all the experiences I've got, I've seen a lot of things. And actually in companies, things that were working well, but also learned a lot through things that weren't working well. And usually, you know, uh, you start in marketing by looking at your customer and trying to, to understand his needs and uh, pain point and so on. And I figured that the first step, though, is to do an introspection yourself and understand what, <laughs> what are your cognitive bias, your, your mm. limits. And then once you are clear about 
yourself, then you can dig deep into the customer persona without having the cognitive bias that is hindering you, that are hindering you in, in considering that, that, uh, that customer. So that's the first step. And then afterwards, there is a seven-step process to, I would say, uh, go from a prospect to recurring client, which is what we call an ambassador. But it's, it's mm. very intentional. And so uh, I help people, companies, using that methodology, applying it, and sometimes tweaking it, tweaking it in, until uh, it delivers value to them. Wonderful. Yeah, I like this. Getting to know yourself and what are your biases and uh, cognitive in order to understand more what, how you can help a customer and, uh, and eventually sell more. It reminds me of also of behavioral economics, so to really try to understand what are the reasons why you will buy that product rather than the other product based on the perspective of the customer. But you're looking also into your own perspective. And have you applied this uh, during your life as a marketer for different companies? Yes, so I applied part of it, actually. And each time, each time I learned, you know, a little more about what was working and what was not. And that's how, at some point, I decided to put it into a, a methodology and share it with other people as well. And I've seen it work uh, with other people that are currently successful. Sometimes it doesn't work, so we need to tweak a bit the seven steps. Mm. Uh, so it's not, you know, a magic formula, but it's still a process that, that works uh, pretty well. So you're, you were able to prove it? Yes. Okay. Often, you know, enough times to, to say that it works. Yes. That's great. Um, I would like to come back to your uh, academic background. What did you study before university? And then what is the path you chose at university? Yeah, actually, I graduated from the University of, uh, of Applied Science in Lausanne with a major in marketing. Hmm. Applied Sciences. So what kind of science? Did you study? Yeah, that's the name of the university. There are two, you know, academic routes in Switzerland. Either you have the, uh, the, the, the usual university and, and you also have that University of Applied Science. Uh, you know, in French, okay. it's, called, it's called HES. So HES. It's, it will not tell much to your <laughs> audience, but that's, that's, the, that's how it's called, actually. Okay, okay. And then you had, a, there, there was a major in, uh, in marketing and after this, did you have like the basics of marketing? Was it very theoretical or was there already like a hands-on experience with case studies and stuff? Yeah, there were some case studies, but I'll not lie. I mean, it was mainly a theoretical part and, and not much, much practical there. Mm, okay. So that's when you got out of university. And then did you first, did you continue your studies or did you work first? No, actually, you know, I started even earlier with an apprenticeship, uh, which I did at IBM. Mm. But uh, after my studies, I, you know, I had kind, kind of, uh, I would say, double background because I was, I was quite good at building websites. And at the time, it was, it, it was uh, an asset. So I built actually the website of the university I was in. Oh, really? And when I, after my universities, I started to work more as an internet project manager and during the two first years and afterward I switched to to marketing fully which was what I wanted to do in the first place oh so you were literally a programmer 
for for websites. Yeah, not not really. If you can if you can call HTML programming, but okay. I don't think it's really <laughs> it's really the case. Okay, well, wonderful though. And um, so you st you had your apprenticeship, and um, when did you decide to go to Harvard? Yeah, so in fact, well, first I think marketing is really uh, you know evolving fast, and you need to learn all the time. So at some point. I thought that it would be good to have more a more strategic view of marketing. And I was looking for a course to do that. And so uh, I was at Nespresso at the time, quite successful, mm. built, built a digital marketing and e-commerce team there. And I looked at the different uh, course and curriculum and Harvard had this marketing strat strategic marketing course, which was very good. I went there in Boston I spent two few weeks with some amazing people as well from other companies, and that was a, quite an experience actually. And you you were saying rightfully so, marketing evolves fast, and uh, I mean, to my experience, it's probably one of the industries where you really need to be up to speed at a monthly or even weekly level. How does the digital world, you know, over your twenty plus years of experience, has really influenced and changed the marketing world? That's that's a very good question. As time go by, I think that marketing is more and more intertwined with tech. And as you said, it evolves really fast. We need to understand both actually, marketing and tech, and also ending new opportunities. So for example, yeah, there are a lot of things that happens. Now you can you can do a lot of things with extended reality, you know, virtual reality, augmented reality. Which, which will play a major role in the future. Then there is all, you know, this kind of buzz currently around artificial intelligence where we see a paradigm shift happening again. But at the same time, at the same time, at core, I mean, the marketing basics still apply. And I think that's where people sometimes are fooling themselves into gizmos and the next new buzz. Mm. But I think, I think that you still need to understand your customer deeply. You know, you still need to market to hearts and brains and don't get tricked with each new gizmos and stuff. The basic are still there. Now, it's true that in B2B, for example, procurement teams, which are currently handling RFI, you know, requests for information, mm -hmm. RFQs and things, might be replaced with AI, and it means that you will need to learn how to market to AI, which are trained to select suppliers. However, at, at the end of the line, still today, there is still a human being making a, a decision mm -hmm. until maybe sometimes we'll, we'll see uh, AI marketing uh, processes selling to other AI uh, procurement teams. That, but that sounds a bit creepy, doesn't it? <laughs> Today, it still does, yes. <laughs> you were talking about the marketing basics, right? So understanding your customer. Could you tell you know, to maybe some junior marketers that are listening, what are the basics to you? Well, what are the basics? I think that what, what I can say uh, to a junior is that a flower doesn't dream of, of the bee. Mm -hmm. You know, the flower simply blossoms and the bee comes naturally. And that's very true in marketing, but it's also very true when you need to market yourself, for example, for a job. Uh, now you, you might say, okay, but how can I blossom if I have no experience? 
Well, I think that, you know, despite the feed of bad news we get every day, today is a time of almost endless opportunities, and we haven't seen such a time before. Mm, It has never been easier to create value out of almost nothing, build an app, you know, you can build a software as a service, an e-commerce site, a marketplace, or whatever. So I would say start something for yourself, see how it goes, and uh, at worst, it will fail. But you'll end up with a new experience and at best you end up with a thriving business. So starting anything will help you get a good, good at marketing because you will need to understand your market and, and your customer. Mm. A question on how to start, because I remember when I uh, first studied, I also studied marketing and I wanted to have my first job. And I found that al already like 25 years ago, it was very hard because there was a lot of competition How would you suggest that a young man or a woman finishing their studies approach the job market? So what could they do that could get them a, you know, a step into the door, a foot into the door? I can maybe relate to my own experience, although the market now is very different than the one that, uh, that I experienced myself because I started a while back. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, you know... I had to do kind of a career shift at, at, at a certain point because I was more considered, you know, as I said before, as an internet project manager, and I wanted to go into marketing. And so what, what happened is that I got an interview with, a, I think it was a business, yeah, it was a business head of a clinical nutrition business. And I asked him, okay, so what, what is your vision of the role I'm applying to? I wanted to, to, to get to understand his definition of success. Hmm. And he explained me that the goal was to launch a new product category in a specific distribution channels. And then and what I did is that I showed him how we could together enlarge his vision, launch in multiple retail stores, convince more healthcare professionals and enlarge the, the customer base and even create a recurring business model. And that, that's how I got the job in the end Because when you, when you amp up someone's vision, hmm. you have already come a long way. And then, you know, I also explained him with which skills that I already had, I would, I would use, in fact, to bring the vision to life. So, he, in fact, he wasn't hiring an unexperienced professional. He was buying into a common vision we have built to together du during the, the interview. And that's how my, my marketing career got started. Excellent. And, you know, there's always soft skills and hard skills related to a job. Sometimes the soft skills become even more important than the hard ones. What would you say are the main soft skills and the main hard skills that you need to have as a, for a, to become a marketer? So what makes marketing interesting, I think, is that it's a mix of many things and it keeps evolving. You need to, to have that ability to learn fast. You need to be very curious as well. And you need to have that deep empathy and understanding of, of human behavior. And there is also an understanding of key business dyna dynamics, so business acumen, and, and, and I, I would say even a kind of, uh, you know, uh, capacity to see the invisible. By that, I mean, everywhere someone sees an issue, you should be able to see a business opportunity. And you can be trained on that, by the way. And, and that's the key prerequisite for me. Uh, I, I see, uh, I see, but there is, I think there is no clear path to marketing. I mean, too many people are looking for footprints to walk into. Well, I, in fact, I think that they, they need to create their own path to achieve what they want. 
In mm. terms of soft skill, I think also uh, collaboration is key and a certain degree of leadership of on, and influence to make, uh, to make sure you get your project done timely and, and within a great budget as well. Yeah, budgets being very important. Um, so is it also one of the skills that you need to have, look, having a sense also of money and, and a budget to, uh, uh, to, for your marketing expense, exp, you know, marketing budget, like, like we call it? Do you need to have a um, capacity with numbers or is it something that you can you know, grow into and, and you can learn on the job? Well, I think that... You, it's part of the business acumen uh, I was talking before about, but yeah, of course. But I would I would think in profits rather than in in costs or budget is is is, is something you need to know how to build and you can learn that. But then you know it's all about trying to create a sustainable, profitable business model in mm. the end. So so uh, knowing how to make a budget is fine, but Afterward, you need to understand and know how to reach the, 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 the budget target you have set for yourself. Hmm. Yeah, and that's sure. the most, more, um, I would say, the more difficult part of, of, the, of the process. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's also a lot of um, neg internal negotiations and politics that come into play. Also, the, the, the bigger the company becomes, the more, let's say, internal politics have to be dealt with. Did you have experience with this? And what is your your take on on this yeah if, if you speak about you know there are always some good things uh, on you know things that uh, we enjoy in in what we do and things that we less enjoy and you know i, I can speak forever about marketing i, lo I love what i do <laughs> yeah. uh, because it's evolving and i love to build brand products and value propositions build teams business models and work with people way smarter than i i am actually but it's true that I don't really like that part, to be honest. I, you know, unnecessary processes, heavy bureaucracy. And in marketing, you sometimes you experience endless validation processes that doesn't, doesn't bring much. And, and the, the larger the corporation, the more people are covering their back and not anymore thinking about the value they bring to the marketplace. Mm. But I think what marketing is mainly and should remain about is to test, learn, and optimize fast and scale. And, and to achieve that, uh, one needs to be agile, move fast, and sometimes sometimes be ready to break things, to, mm. to grow. I'm wondering about myths of your job. Do you have some? Do you know of some? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we... Marketing is a, is a topic where uh, there are a lot of myths, actually. A lot of people are, are, are mixing communication or advertising with marketing. In fact, they are mixing what they see with what marketing really is. Yet mm -hmm. the advertising part is, is just a tiny bit, the, the visible part of the process. It's the execution of a well-thought-through strategy that, if done right, is able to deliver high growth and high profit margin on a recurring basis. Hmm. And marketing is about strategy in the first place. And communication is the executional part. You know, I, I advise a lot of uh, uh, SMEs, so small and business enterprises. And sometimes mm -hmm. I get told, well, Stuf Stefan, please uh, look, look, uh, my ad doesn't work. Please fix it. And I hear that many times. And in 90% of the case, the problem is not the ad itself. It's like, you know, 
the last move of a chess play. You need to understand all the move up front to get the situation. And the ad is just the visible part of the marketing strategy. So in this case, I have to reverse engineer what that marketing strategy, understand what was the objective in the first place and dig deep into the target persona, the product market fit, the value proposition to sometimes even go as far as improving the, the business model itself. Excellent. No, totally makes sense. And are there any lessons that you've learned? I'm sure there are, but maybe you can pick one or two that um, you learned along your process and that you can uh, share with others, with who is the ones who are listening today. Yeah, I would say two things here. One thing I wish I knew when I started is that if you want people to follow you, make them part of the process. Let them build with you because people will often reject what they are imposed to, but they will defend what they took part in. Mm -hmm. uh, they will protect what they create. And when I mean create, it can be, you know, simply a solution to, to solve a problem together or a new idea. The second thing is don't be average because average is commu com commodity now. Be the best you can be in whatever you do because excellence is the new normal now mm. and tomorrow's average. So you need to stay at the top of your game at whatever you do. And, you know, in marketing today, we were talking about AI before, but an average copywriter can be easily replaced by artificial intelligence today. Mm. And if I need graphic design, I can easily use DAL-E or Midjourney to create one. But a great copywriter and a great graphic designer will not be replaced so so easily. So you need to be you need to be excellent. So we kind of have a double challenge. We have to be the best or excel among humans and also versus machines because the machines are becoming very creative as well, like through through AI and, and you know machine learning and all this. Do you see a threat in this for the humankind, let's say, of, or, or also for on a marketer's professional, the machine versus the man? Or is it always going to be man over machine? You know, I, I don't have a crystal ball. I wish I had. Mm -hmm. But I would say one need to find a way, again, not to label that as a threat or as, uh, I would say, an issue, but look into the opportunities that it brings. It brings a lot of opportunities and, uh, and there are actually, you know, you can today, you can take any like chat GPT API and build uh, amazing things with it. So there are a lot of, uh, of, of opportunities from this new paradigm. And uh, indeed, if you look at the threat, it means you're probably not as good and you need to, to, to shift gears and find a way to, to you need to find another way, in fact, to, to, to differentiate yourself on the market. But sure mm. enough, I mean, a lot of, uh, there will be changes and with changes there, you know, it's, it's a process also, uh, um, a mindset process when, when there, are, there is changes happening. Mm. But with those changes, again, I think that, um, some some people will need to reinvent themselves somehow. And I mean, it's the path of everyone to find a way to reinvent yourself uh, because some, some jobs will disappear for sure, but there will mm. be so many new jobs that will probably appear from that. Yeah, for sure. 
What's next for you, Stefan? Well, I'm, I'm working on some great stuff, but to be honest, I'm not really talking about things until they are, <laughs> they are done. So we need to wait to, to see. And, okay, so maybe we'll, uh, we'll do our next uh, interview, you know, maybe one or two years from now. When Why, not? To, Why not? To, to tell Gladly. us more. And it, because it's, it's very interesting and, and your experience is uh, very precious uh, for me and, and for all, uh, all the listeners. And uh, I want to thank you very much for your insights, your experience and your advice. And if you have anything else you would like to share, feel free. Otherwise, um, I'll see you in a couple of years. Uh, thank you, Laura, for having me. There are quite a few elements I take from this interview with Stefan. As a marketer, you take issues and turn them into opportunities. Through psychomarketing, Stefan shows a way to go past your own cognitive bias and see your customers and their needs. Excellence is the new normal, so be excellent in what you do. And lastly, today is a time of endless opportunities and you can blossom like a flower. And like Stefan says, the bee will come naturally.